Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com has joined us in studio. And we had planned, we still have plans for uh, a very business-specific topic here. But you apparently, and good morning, good to see you. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, yeah. uh, welcome back to uh, the program here. You you heard this news. You're taking this in kind of live real time just as uh, the rest of us are here. Yeah, and, and I'm getting it from the same feeds everybody else is getting it from. So it looks like uh, Fox is reporting that 12 are dead now in this, in this shooting in Paris. Yeah. And... Um, uh, apparently, three mass gunmen opened fire inside the Paris offices of a satirical French newspaper, and uh, the president is calling it. Uh, the president of France is calling it terrorism. I don't know that our president has responded yet. I'm not aware that President Obama. It, this is probably uh, live, real time news hitting the White House at this point. Quite frankly, oh, but I would pres- think so. Yeah. Yeah, President Francois Holland is, uh, some people get confused that the President of France is named Holland, but that's his name. President Francois Holland has said in no uncertain terms this is terrorism. He described it as an act of exceptional barbarism, and uh, he is uh, set to address that nation later today. I just want to make this observation, and we can uh, talk more about this uh, a little bit later in the hour. Uh, but and Bill, you and I have talked about this uh, here on the program and personally about the proliferation of uh, this kind of barbarism, these kinds of terrorist attacks, even on our own continent. And we saw some extraordinary attacks uh, in Canada last calendar year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one case, an attack on the nation's capital there, the Canadian capital in Ottawa. And uh, you made this observation. I have said this before. A lot of us are looking at this saying these are attacks on our Western way of life. In the Western world, we don't live under a king or a dictatorship. We have an elective representational government, and they gather in capitals, and and they choose, and we, we vote. We have a say in the makings of our law. The attack on the Canadian capital was an attack on our elective form of government. Now an attack on the free press, basically, and a, uh, a newspaper that is known for um, publishing satirical content that kind of pokes fun at people, that's a part of our way of life. We, it's still, we are still free enough to speak our minds and to poke fun and to be satirical. Christians can disagree as to whether satire is appropriate or the, whether they want to be satirical, but that's a part of being a free person. And we have uh, yet another attack on, on our way of life that enables a person to be free. At least that's what I'm reading into this. What are your Thoughts on that, Bill English? Well, I, I would agree with you, and I would also say uh, that anytime you combine religion and politics, as well as control of the press, you're going to have essentially what is ISIS, and that is not our way of doing life over here. Uh, in the end, if you have to choose between religion running a country and politics running a country, I choose politics, and then I choose uh, to have Christianity stand outside of that and call it to... Uh, Uh, holiness and call it back to God. But uh, when you combine uh, the religious state and the uh, uh, political state into one authority, you're going to have a lot of problems. And ISIS and and many of the Middle Eastern countries are representative of of the problems that are going on here. And, 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 you know, and in their minds, terrorism is okay. This is okay because we're furthering our religion and we're furthering our uh, politics. So it's justified. That's uh, uh, very well stated. Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com. He's in studio with us. We'll take a quick break and continue in just moments. It's now 710 Central Time. This is the Faith Radio Network. A bit of breaking news. Uh, there has been now a uh, a new additional terrorist attack in Paris, France. 
and uh, several individuals killed with the launch of an attack on a Paris-based newspaper. Uh, We are awaiting further word from our own governmental authorities here in the U.S. This is the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Back to Austin Hill in the morning. Questions or comments for the show? You can leave them on our show page at MyFaithRadio.com. It's now 712 Central Time from the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill here weekday morning, 6 till 8. We are following, um, I guess we can call it a developing news story, a terrorist attack in Paris, France. And we're awaiting more details on that. We'll uh, update you on what we know coming up a little bit later this hour. Bill English, a um, theologian, a clinical psychologist, and a a business owner and consultant. Uh, A very multi-talented man. He publishes BibleAndBusiness.com. And he's in studio with us, as he customarily is uh, on Wednesdays here on our morning program. You have written at BibleAndBusiness.com about what you call the key employee problem. And uh, my goodness, I would think whether we own a business or whether we um, maybe uh, operate within the context of a a church or a parachurch ministry or what have you, problems with employees are almost universal. (laughs) I'm thinking this is pretty common stuff. Where do you start with uh, uh, employee issues? Where do you begin? Well, I was was joking off air with with Paul, and I said, you know, the problem is they're employees and that they're key. And and then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Oopsie, we rely Oops. on you for things. Yeah, I know. Uh, actually, uh, great key employees are just that. They're great. And every business has them. Faith Radio has them. Bible and Business has them. My new business, Elevate, has them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, every every key employee is can be a great asset to the growth of the business. And they, frankly, they should be compensated as such. But where I start with key employees when it comes to problems is when their hearts some of the some of the what frankly i'm just going to call it evil some of the evil in their hearts bubbles up um i had a had a key employee who came to me um a few years ago when we were in decline at mindsharp and mm-hmm. asked for a raise and i didn't have any choice but to give him a raise otherwise i was going to lose just a truckload of business as a result Okay. And um, I had, a, and that employee probably was well aware of that, right? He was very well aware of it, and he knew he had yeah. me over a barrel, and so okay. he took advantage of it. Um, that type of behavior out of key employees is something that, uh, looking back on it, I should have been anticipating, and uh, I came up with strategies moving forward after that to mitigate. And so uh, the the problem with key employees is that they are key, and so one of the ways that that you can minimize their keenness, if you want to, is to make sure that you um, have uh, gone in and documented what they do, that you've Mm -hmm. laid out the tasks that they do, and that you've cross-trained somebody else in the office to do what they do. Uh, And I I did not do that early on in my business. Later on in my business, we were doing that. We were cross-training people for various tasks. Yeah. Now, you had, uh, in your writing on this issue of problems with key employees at BibleandBusiness.com, you write this very interesting story, and I'll just paraphrase uh, just briefly here, but you tell the story of another business owner who had a key employee, and the business owner and the key employee, they had agreed to fly out of town uh, to meet with a new customer, and uh, so the the owner and the employee, they apparently fly uh, out of town, and they are hunkered down on a Sunday 
Monday nights at their hotel getting ready to go to the Monday meeting. And the key employee calls the business owner and says, if you don't give me a raise right now, I'm not going to the customer meeting tomorrow. Boy, talk about having the boss over the barrel. That's that's tough stuff. And the, the business owner in that case apparently fired the key employee but lost the customer. This is um, it sounds like the circumstances you're describing, but even worse. Comment further, if you would. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what the employee did, except the boss wasn't in the same city. The, 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 the employee was starting a brand-new project and was going to be on site for several weeks. Mm, and it oh represented, you know, I don't know, uh, yeah. $50,000, $75,000 worth of initial gross revenue to the business. Mm-hmm. And the employee says, I want to raise. And my friend just said, no, you're fired. And he, and he sacrificed the customer to maintain his own personal integrity. Um, I admired him for that. I don't know that I would have done that. I probably would have given the employee the raise for the three weeks, and then I would have fired him after he was done with the project. Uh, my friend chose to do something different. Um, when you have, when, when that kind of evil bubbles up within a person's heart and it, it spills over onto your desk as the owner, you need to deal with that, and you need to deal with it decisively. And uh, looking back in my situation, what I should have done was gone out and found contractors to do what this other person did, and then I should have let him go. Uh, Interesting. But I I, I didn't do that. So Uh, Let's continue in just a moment. Bill English uh, from BibleAndBusiness.com. This is a tough one for employers of any sort uh, when the employee has you over a barrel, to use the expression, and uh, demands more more income, uh, a, a salary increase. We'll talk further with Bill English in just a moment. It's now 717. This is the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Getting your day started, connecting faith to life. Back to Austin Hill in the morning. It's it's now 720 on the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill here weekday morning 6 till 8. An update from SRN News just about 10 minutes away. We're following very carefully emerging news of a terrorist attack in Paris, France. We'll tell, us, uh, tell you more about what we know coming up in just moments. Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com. He has written eloquently, as always. His uh, uh, latest writing is about uh, the key employee problem. What? How exactly do you, you flesh out and further define the problem? Is the problem here that uh, an organization, a company, or even a nonprofit ministry becomes too reliant on one individual? Is that how you define it? Yeah, that's how I would define it. Anytime you look across your uh, staff and you realize that if this person left, there would be a truckload of tacit knowledge that would go out the door with them and or you would it would severely damage the organization in terms of customer relationships, revenue generation, or staff relations or something like that, then, then you've got a key employee and uh, you need to figure out how you're going to handle that in the eventuality that something bad happens. Now, let me, um, I, I don't want to use the term devil's advocate, but let me offer a uh, a counter point here to what you're saying here. And I doubt that we disagree on this, but um, there is some merit. There is some virtue in the fact that employees have negotiating power with their em- employer. 
I mean, the fact that an employee has good ground to stand on is uh, so productive and so valuable that they can go to their uh, the company that employs them and say, I want more money or I'm walking. That's not altogether bad, is it necessarily? No, it's not. If they're adding additional value commensurate yeah. with the salary that they're asking for, by all means, uh, they are entitled to ask. And frankly, I think the employer ought to be paying. Uh, it's it's when they it's when they're um, it's when they get too big for their britches, and they think that they're more valuable than what they really are, in spite of yeah. the fact that they're a key employee. So that's when the okay. problem comes in. So what do you tell employers, whether it's a, a for-profit company or even a nonprofit ministry, uh, when they have uh, an employee? Um, Maybe uh, feeling as though their britches are bigger than everybody else perceives them to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm stating it very tentatively here. What do you tell an employer uh, that says, oh, my goodness, this uh, this guy or this woman is demanding just way too much? What I tell employers to do is to say, fine, let's figure out a way for you to earn that income. Let's let's figure out. Let's let's agree upon a path whereby you can add value in measurable ways that would justify mm-hmm. the salary increase. So instead of pushing back and just saying, you're a terrible person and you know we're not going to pay you that, uh, if they come to you in good faith, then I think you as an owner have the responsibility to work with them in good faith, right? Now, okay. if, if they come to you on Sunday night and demand it or they're going to they're gonna take off on the project and leave the customer hanging, then, of course, I think you let them go. Right. I, I um, am always inclined to view these things through the lenses of free and open markets. And I'm I'm thinking of there being a time and a place and a day really before the foundings of our country. But in old England and old Europe, uh, there was no such thing as employer negotiations yeah, or upward mobility. What's right. that? It didn't go on. Yeah, not at all. I mean, you were born into a wealthy family. There was a landowner. They were referred to as the lords in in old England, or you were born into a slave family. Basically, they were referred to as the serfs. And if you were born a serf, you were always going to be a serf, and you were always at the mercy of the uh, the landowners, the people who owned the farms and and the businesses and such. And you got compensated at the rate that the landowner determined. It wasn't until um, uh, well, actually, a few centuries of failed crops and, and economic uh, crushing economic conditions that uh, theologians and philosophers finally said, you know, if uh, if we open the market up, if we allowed employers to go out and negotiate their own wages and go from one farm to the next, one landowner to the next and negotiate the best terms that they could arrange, well, that would require business owners to pay better wages and might incentivize workers to create new and better ways of doing things, and that might improve things. That was the beginnings of what uh, people call, this is a curse word I know in the minds of some, but it should not be. That was the beginnings of what we call free market capitalism. And that that, that was officially kind of a, an in vogue uh, philosophy uh, at the time of our nation's founding. So I, I'm looking at open negotiations here, Bill English, and saying, well, this is not altogether bad. In fact, this has given birth to a lot of positive things. Your, your further thoughts on that? Oh, you and, I, you and I are on the same page with this. Look, I think you sell your labor to the highest bidder in, in a very real sense. Uh, however, I temper that with the idea that God often calls us to uh, types of activities and work where we may not make as much as what we could make, but we are as effective as we can be uh, for the kingdom of God. So I don't, you and I are, are very much on the same page with that. I, I don't, like, yeah, I love that. I love the idea. 
Uh, it's called The Key Employee Problem. It's at BibleandBusiness.com from Bill English. We'll make sure to get that linked on our website at MyFaithRadio.com. It's now 725, and you're listening to the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Bill English uh, will remain with us here. We'll uh, continue with him in just a few moments as we take in uh, the big news of today. There apparently has been yet another terrorist attack. This one in Paris, France. We'll update you on what we know coming up in minutes. It's the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill.